what you're gonna hear is uh, we we basically put together um, uh, different categories, sketches, uh, trivial superpowers, commercials, um, things no one cares about, and such. Breaking news. Trump tweets. Trump grabs pussies. Trump lies. Trump is the worst. Also, fire in London. Stay tuned for two hours of Trump from one page of tax returns. MSNBC. Obama, please come back. Uh, Good morning, Mr. President. Welcome to Fox and Friends. Today's topics, Osama bin Laden. Is he really dead? That Obama claims Osama. Do you hear the resemblance, America? Was killed in a raid. But I ask, where is the body? Gay rights are ruining America's families by ruining the coal industry. Them gays simply refuse to work an honest day's work for an honest dollar. Bet they work in a failing industry like wind. And our top story tonight, 10 ways to murder the person trying to take it. Sorry, I thought you were going to take my guns. Fox News. It's what we, I mean, what the people, it's what the people want. Breaking news. Trump tweets, Israel is a bully and outrage. Tune in to our diverse panel of mostly white guys for live up to the minute coverage. CNN. Liberal corporate ran journalism is still corporate journalism. What? You're going to watch MSNBC? It started off as a commercial. But it turned into kind of a sketch, the news sketch, which is one of my favorite sketches, where we basically uh, just made fun of corporate news. Yeah, so this we did this during, uh, this was high time. Oh, yeah. Time, yep, political. You know, um, and uh, we just noticed that, like, every news, news corporation has its own agenda or has its own thing that it's trying yeah. to push, you know. So we were just going to make fun of that. Um, and we, you know, everyone's fair game here. We did CNN, we did Fox News, we did MSNBC. Mm-hmm. Um, so everyone, everyone was getting a little piece. I feel like we should have done PBS, but no, we should have done NPR. NPR, yeah, yeah, that's true. NPR. Um, so yeah, there's that. Oh my God, Mark, dude, check it out. What? What is it? You know how I went to that dead keyboard secret show last night? No, you asshole. I love that band. Why didn't you let me know you were going? Because last time you... Because last time you went to see Blue Hard Drives without me. Even though it was my sister's boyfriend who was the one who told you about it. Anyway, Ho No did a stage dive right into the crowd. And this happened. Are you going bald? What? No. There was some faulty pyrotechnics during the show. And it burned that patch in... To my hair. Pretty cool, huh? No, actually. That's not a scar. This is a scar. What the fuck is that? The shrapnel of a Gibson MK-72 from the base of the legendary and unheard of Stank Nasty. December of last year, I jumped on the stage just as he smashed his guitar. They rushed me to the hospital, but when I came to, I told them to leave it in. Now, I'm like a musical Iron Man. More like a musical Dick Cheney. That story blows. 
Monica's cousin's head got smashed through an amp at Argyle by the Bay. You remember that? He tried to rear the piece of bass lodged into his head as a weird visor for a year. <laughs> that dumbass. I told him it would have caught on if he hadn't tried to get into that speakeasy inside of the broom closet of a Double D's happy-go-lucky supermarket. And he got stuck, so of course it didn't catch on. If you want to see a real-life tag, check this out. Oh, dude, that's herpes. How the hell did you get it on your ankle? No, it's not her. You really think this is herpes? Yeah, dude, it looks like herpes. How did you even get it? I was at a pop-up record exchange, and I found the only print of the butthole surfers, psychic, powerless, another man's sack, and some liquid got on my foot. It burned a little at first. Then this rash showed up. Sounds like something you would get the herb from. But I only got Pink Eye from their first EP. I think you should get that checked out, man. You know, the first hundred people who show up at that Dr. John show get free examinations. But aren't the last 100 getting that exclusive t-shirt? We should just wait to go. Uh, we uh, my, Another one that I really, really like is the hipster sketch that we wrote. Uh, th- that's a little bit more recent, uh, but it's still one of my it's favorites. A solid, it's a solid sketch. Yeah, I think... Uh, I think one of my favorite things we ever uh, wrote in that sketch was um, uh, the names of the bands they went to go see. By the way, guys, so fun fact about those names of the bands. One of them is an actual band. We'll let you guess which one. Yes. We're not going to tell We're you which one. We're not going to tell you which one. Do you, I, want, I want people to just start Googling yeah. random okay. things. Uh, if more than one is real, we didn't know that. <laughs> so uh, that's... That's on on the bands who chose that name. We made that shit up. So, uh, except for one, uh, but if it no, is two. two, two, yeah, two, really, yes, oh. one of them, one of them is an actual. band. Oh shit! Yep. I all right. So two, two I guess. Of them are all right. Actual bands. Um, Excuse me, bartender. I'll have a regular beer, please. A regular beer? Why do that when you can ha- live the high life, bartender? Two Miller High Lifes, please. Hey, that Miller High Life cut my hand. Feel that premium brew seeping into your gaping wound? Say, are there bubbles in here? You bet your corrupt local government there is. Wait, what? Two more Miller High Life's barkeep. Miller High Life. The champagne. The beers. Wow, you can really taste that premium brew. That's good, that's good. The best commercial ever. Matt Bergsby, Matt Bergsby, care to comment on the recent corruption allegations from the newest Miller High Life commercial? There's no truth to these allegations. It's all hearsay. I have never in my life... Wait, did you say Miller High Life? The premium brew from Milwaukee, Wisconsin heralded as the champagne of beers? Yes, that's the one. Say, that sounds pretty good right about now. Barkeep, I'll have two Miller High Lifes. Miller High Life. It's definitely beer. What do you have to say about the allegations of you having a love child with Congressman Murphy's wife? Oh, that? Yes, that's true. And then Mayor Brigsby says, Barkeep, I'll have two Miller High Lifes. <laughs> Man, I can't believe Miller High Life is paying us 600000 U.S. dollars a month to come up with these commercials. I know, right? What a crazy career. <sighs> say, uh, you wouldn't happen to have any Miller High Life, would you? No, but I have Budweiser. It's basically the same thing, right? Listen, man, you don't have to do this. We can work this out. Just please, just put the gun down. <sighs> Miller High Life. 
It's just all right. Lucky for me, I always keep a high life on hand. I didn't make it to the sale in time. I can't believe Ladasha invited him to the fucking barbecue. You know, fuck it. I don't want to make dinner tonight. I'll just have another bowl of cereal. Oh, oh, it's that cute guy from next door. Okay, look away. Look away. Okay, so I have that conference call at 2. Then I have to make that staff travel calendar. And then I have to pick up that edible arrangements. And, uh, oh, meat flavor. Oh, Tony's coming over tonight. Did I DVR power? Did I, did I buy weed? Who's bringing the wine? Oh, that fucking cat puked in my shoes again. Another email from Lawyer Lyron Berkowitz. I have a venti mocha latte, extra whipped cream for a Jennifer here. Uh, oh, uh, that's me. My name's fucking Jennifer. Starbucks for when you can't even. Tired, depressed, overworked, friends seem distant, not enough money, not enough time, looking for a purpose, looking for happiness, your mother still bathes you, lose that eating contest, can't find your Moesha DVD, picked up a stray cat, the cat ran away, trying to buy a car, can't drive, read at the third grade level, illiterate, swindled out of a home by a traveling salesman, are there still traveling salesmen, are you a traveling salesman, afraid of never being loved and dying alone and being completely forgotten, life, fuck. Every time your low rider gets a flat tire, a corona gets his life. Every time they go, just try it, you'll be one of us, a corona gets its slime. Every time you need this three to become a nine, a corona gets its slime. Corona will not get you late. Who told you that? You just assume? Lose the toxic entitled attitude, Darren. It is also not a real substitute for water. Do not drink it in this place. And whatever you do, do not consume the funny. Still Artois, you piece of shit, no one really drinks you. Even if it is for charity. Uh, the commercials. Uh, one of... I think this is my favorite thing that we write. The commercials. Oh, yes. Commercials are fun for, for me. Because it's fake. None of them are real. We've never been paid by anyone to write commercials. Nothing is real. Um, so, I... Uh, uh, on that vein, I chose Life. The Life commercial that we wrote. Uh, which is... The most fun I've ever had with Dante was <laughs> recording something because we tried it out like four different times in four different ways, and it was hilarious. Um, uh, I'm also going to put in the Miller High Life commercials because uh, me and JD got super, super, super drunk on Miller High Life as we were writing these commercials. Uh, so and I'll never forget it too because like I came home one day <laughs> and you guys were just fucking wasted, man. Yeah. And it's like Dante, we came up with this genius commercial, <laughs> and I just read it and I'm like, yo, throw some effects onto this thing. <laughs> it was, we it got was. It. I don't remember half the stuff we did. Um, and I think, I think that's yeah. Those are no. I also chose one Corona commercial, just one. Mm. Because I think it's hilarious. There's no rhyme or reason to it. I just personally think it's very funny. Um, and then you, you seem to have a lot of uh, you got what's up with you and this, this obsession with beer that that you like alcoholic beverages? Because like if we've done three already, we've done Bacardi and Pacola. We've done four. We've done we've all, barefoot. Oh, and barefoot. Yeah. 
Hey. How's it going? Pretty good. Nice weather we're having. Yeah, it is nice. Cool. I stole a suit off of a corpse. What? Have a good one. Yeah. You too. Good evening. I'm Chad Richmond. I'm Erica Badu. No relation. Our stories tonight is anime corrupting your dog local man claims to have proof stevie wonder isn't blind is vhs making a comeback our experts say no but first a heartwarming tale of a local hero saving congressman jackson's dog field reporter sarah summers is on the scene thanks erica your days are numbered the east ward is not a quiet place known for its block parties and motel strip clubs it's not a place you would expect to find a local congressman or his dog sparkle that is exactly what happened here today i am here with the man of the hour what is your name uh is that here oh, how about canine kid bant say that i am here with Bloodhound, the man who saved Sparkle. What compelled you to break the window of the car? I was walking down the block, could you feel me? And I had this feeling, like like your parole officer is watching you. It drew me to this red sedan, and I thought, Red, that's my bullet. I looked into it, and there was a dog dying of heat in the back seat. Mm -hmm. So I broke the window to save her. This wasn't Bloodhound's first outing as an animal crusader. He gained popularity last year when he found a local bodega's cat. Bloodhound? You mean Zahir? That man saved my business. With Lucy, I don't have to hire an exterminator, security guard, or therapist. Tell me about Lucy. Luby is a bat from... Uh, uh, you mean a cat? That's what I said. Bat. Oh. I wasn't even looking for Luby when I found her. I just seemed to find a lot of different animals everywhere I go. I bant seem to help it. It just happens. Thank you, Bloodhound. What a titillating story, Sarah. I hope people hear this story and are inspired to help their fellow animals. Yeah, sure, but I think the real story here was what was Congressman Jackson doing in the East Ward in the first place? And why did he leave his dog in the car? They put strip clubs in motels now? Anyway, on to sports with our sports anchor, Sports Sportington. Take it away, sports. My top trivial superpowers. This is, honestly, this is one of my favorite things we've yeah, ever come up with. This is one of the with, best ones. Um, in, in our in-universe sort of gag. Mm -hmm. um, For those of you who don't know, I guess we can explain it now. Yeah, I guess we'll so, explain it a little so bit. So characters like Bloodhound and Secrets Man and uh, the, party the Party Man, Man which will be on my episode, uh, we, we decided to come up with these ideas of like, trivial superpowers and i remember we came up with the idea because dan custer front of the show um i mentioned in one of the episodes that he can make a anything drinking yeah. game out of any trivial right. activity and right i'll be like that would be his superpower so we just took that idea as like what's the most dumb useless trivial, trivial superpower, superpower yeah. that you can have so secrets man 
uh, uh, kind of started that. Ca- started saw that. And Secrets Man's trivial superpower, if you haven't picked up by now, is that people just tell people him just secrets. Tell him secrets. Yeah. He's a normal guy who walks through life, and everyone just tells him secrets. But Bloodhound. Uh, so Bloodhound. That's one of. Uh, I shout out to Christy Kalishian for being in that uh, awesome, awesome uh, sketch for uh, Trivial Superpowers. But um, we created a character who's an ex-blood who has the power. It's a. It, this stems from me. Uh, every so often, we'll be walking outside or going through whatever, and I'll just be like, "There's a cat over there," and and Dante will be like, "How'd you fucking know?" Without fail. Yeah. Or like, there's a dog, and uh, I have to go pet the dog. So we gave him, a- we we call it animal sense. Uh, he can't tell you what kind of animal, uh, but he can say there's an animal over there. He just knows approximately where this animal is, and he's he's not wrong. Uh, next, I want to talk about one of one of the things that uh, we did super early on, which is things no one cares about. That was. That was almost proto uh, Bogart and Hansen, but we fleshed that out a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm gonna talk about. <laughs> well, well, what people don't know is so like what you so the one that they just heard, right? Is uh, the one that J one of the many that JD has done for us. It's the first one, which is you know he's only done two. two. That's many. All right, yeah. Uh, which is you know Scooby Doo's Scooby Doo's lineage, tree, yeah. Which I didn't know about. No one. But knew about uh, later on in next episode, you will get to hear the first, the best. I'm sorry, it's about. the best one. Okay, here today to talk about Scooby Doo's family tree, which is something that I've made myself a self-proclaimed expert in over the past day or so. A lot of research has gone into this, which you know some might say too much research, but you know. Whatever. All right, so I did my best to put this in chronological order from the beginning of his family tree all the way up to Scooby-Doo. So let's see how we do. <laughs> see how we do. Good one, Jamie. All right, starting off with Yankee Doodle-Doo, one of Scooby's ancestors from Pilgrim times. Yankee Doodle-Doo came to Plymouth, Massachusetts aboard the Mayflower with Shaggy's ancestor, McBaggy Rogers. So... First of all, a lot of things to unpack there. McBaggy Rogers, that's just a hell of a name. But going forward a bit, it looks like that the Dews have always been owned by the Rogers. I don't know how that works, but apparently for hundreds of years they've been owned by Shaggy and his family. So whatever. All right, so moving on next. The next known relative we have is Great Grandpa Dew which, as his name suggests, he's the great-grandfather of Scooby. He only appears once as a ghost... From the Civil War. So that's a little bit of history uh, put into there. Apparently dogs could fight in the Civil War. Who knew? Uh, What side was he on? We'll never know. (laughs) All right, let's see who we got next. Uh, Okay, then we have Grandpa Scooby, great-grandpa's son. Uh, He's Scooby's grandfather. All we know about him is he uh, only appeared once as well, and he lives in Scooby-Doo Manor. Or Scooby Manor, excuse me, which is the home of Scooby's parents. Don't know a lot about this guy. He just he has a mustache, which I think is strange because he's a dog, but he does. He has very white hair, and he is the son of Great Grandpa Doo. All right, moving on to all of Grandpa Scooby's kids. There are a lot of them, so just you know, hang with me here. First, we have Horton Doo, who's Scooby's uncle. He's interested in science and monsters, which could be you know. He's also interested in monsters, just like Scooby. I wouldn't say Scooby is interested in monsters. He always seems to be very scared when they go fight the monsters or catch the monsters, but 
he's interested in them, I would say. He's a real, this guy's a real nerd. He wears a lab coat and a bow tie. And he also has buck teeth and glasses. So that's Horton Dew, Scooby-Doo's uncle. Moving right along to Whoopsie-Doo, which is Scooby's cousin. Presumably, the okay, so before I go on to Scooby's cousins, the only aunt or uncle that's ever mentioned is Horton Dew. So we're just going to go ahead and presume that all of these cousins are his kids. So, Whoopsie-Doo is Scooby's cousin. Whoopsie-Doo is owned by Gaggy Rogers. Once again, Gaggy, weird name, and once again being owned by the Rogers. So, that's Shaggy's uncle. Whoopsie is also a clown. No word on whether or not Gaggy is a clown or not, but Whoopsie, for some reason, is a dog and a clown. That's a little bit of a cousin... Uh, career choices there for you. And then we have Scooby D, who is another one of Scooby's cousins. She was an actress with a southern accent, which is interesting. Uh, she appeared in her own separate uh, movie from the Scooby Doo franchise, which uh, was called the Chiller Diller Movie Theater, which aired in 1977. So she actually spawned off a little bit from the Scooby Doo franchise, but she, you know, I don't think she succeeded. She was an actress. She is not an actress currently. All right. Moving right along to Scooby Dumb, another one of Scooby's cousins. As, you, as the name suggests, he's pretty stupid. Uh, he's a gray Great Dane with buck teeth, dim-witted, and he longs to be a detective. He lives with Ma and Pa Skillet in the Okefenokee Swamp in southern Georgia. So a l- little bit, you know, a couple things to unpack here. First of all, as I said, he's quite dumb. He's got buck teeth. He wears a hat, which is interesting. Uh, but he lives with Ma and Pa Skillet. Unless they are Rogers, I don't get a last name, but I'm only going to presume that their last name is Skillet. So, you know, branching off a little bit from the Rogers clan. Good for him, you know, being a little bit different. Moving on to Scooby's next cousin, Dixie Doo. Couldn't find anything out about her. She exists. She has a, a daisy bow in her hair in all appearances. I know nothing of her career or her intelligence level or who owns her. I got nothing. She is a dog, and she's Scooby's cousin. All right, here we go. Moving right along. Now, actually, we, we can get to Dada and Momsy do, which, as their names suggest, are Scooby's parents. So they are owned by Mom and Pop Rogers, obviously, and they live at Scooby Manor. Now, they have, I believe, five children, including Scooby, or six, maybe, that I will get into now. But yeah, Dad and Momsy Rogers, or Dad and Momsy do, excuse me, very much in love, very much together. Many kids. Hooray for them. All right, I'm gonna move right along. Yabba Do is one of Scooby's brothers. He's owned by Deputy Dusty in the Southwest, and his catchphrase is Yippity Yabbity Do. I feel like just that he was only in one appearance, so I don't really feel they needed to give him a catchphrase, but, you know, that's a creative choice that they made. Uh, he's got a hat with a feather in it, kind of similar to Robin Hood, and he wears a uh, handkerchief. So, you know, maybe the writers thought, you know, give this guy a couple of personal details, maybe we'll, you know, give him his own spinoff thing. But apparently never really worked out. So Scooby's next brother is named Howdy Do. He enjoys reading supermarket tabloid newspapers. So I didn't really understand what that meant at first, but then I realized, you know those things you see in the grocery store, the tabloids that will always say that, like, 
the Obamas are getting divorced or that like Meryl Streep's giving birth to an alien or something like that. It's those papers. So Howdy Do's all about those. He loves them. He's got a long bowl haircut and he just loves reading tabloid newspapers. The picture of him is him reading a tabloid newspaper. So that's really what he's about. Then we have Ruby Doo, who is Scooby's sister. She is Scrappy's mom. I'm sure many of you know Scrappy Doo. No need to get too deep into him. Scooby's nephew. His mother is Ruby Doo. Don't know a lot about her. She's looking into a mirror in this picture. So maybe she's vain or something. I don't know. But that's basically her only important quality is that she created Scrappy Doo, the enemy of the Scooby Doo live action movie. Okay, who do we have next? Oh, now we're moving on to Scooby Doo's. Scooby Doo, not many people know this. I didn't even know it before I started looking in, but he is, a, he is part of a set of triplet boys. So there's Scooby, then there's one of his triplet brothers, Skippy Doo, who's highly intelligent and the only sibling to wear glasses. So, you know, if they're wearing glasses, they must be smart. Uh, Dada Do does wear glasses, so maybe that's where he gets it from. You know, maybe they're a nearsighted or a farsighted gene in there that got passed on to Skippy Doo. His other triplet brother is Doobie Doo. Doobie Doo is a singer and one of the only siblings to have hair on his head. He has like a very, I'm trying to paint a picture for you with my words. He has a very like Elvis Presley style hair, like it's black and it's big and it's slicked forward which is weird if you ask me. Once again, not a big fan of the dogs having hair on their head thing. It's weird. They're not people. They're dogs. But, you know, to each their own, they made their choices. He wears a lot of knuckle rings. Almost looks like he's wearing brass knuckles. I hope not. That'd be a little weird. Who does he have to rough up? Maybe he, you know, was a lounge singer and got involved in some mafia-type situation. Maybe that's his backstory. Once again, maybe they were sprinkling in these details just to see if maybe one day we could spin him off and give him a backstory but never quite panned out, obviously, because he was also only made one appearance. So that is it for Scooby and his relatives. That's all the information I could... Yeah, what's up? I have a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about Melvin Dew? Melvin Dew, all right. Popular misconception. So for those of you who have seen the seminal classic Scooby-Doo, the live-action movie, there is uh, two scenes in the movie that very much go together. So they go to a, an island, and there's a bar, and they're going to a party, and the bar receives a phone call. The bartender picks it up. We don't hear what he says, but what the person on the phone says, but he just says, hello? And the bartender goes, oh, hang on, let me check. And he looks around, and he goes, I'm looking for a Mr. Do. Scooby looks, and then a man gets up, and now I'm trying to find a good way to describe this guy. He looked like... He was high out of his mind. His eyes were like 80% closed. And he had a very dumb look. And he just goes, uh, Melvin do? And then he says, no, Scooby. And Scooby answers the phone and it's a monster or something. But anyway, flash forward to the end of the movie. Scrappy-Doo has already revealed himself in his true form. He's the villain in all this because, you know, he hates the Mystery uh, Inc. Because they just, uh... Didn't include him so many years ago. And Scrappy starts, you know, growing because of all of the... Uh, it's something weird. It's like souls or something that he's trapped. Or he's trapped. They don't explain the science behind it too heavily. Uh, but so he grows very large. And the last thing he says is he makes his transformation. And he says, the only thing I need to make my transformation complete... I don't know why he needs this, but he goes, is Scooby-Doo. 
And Scooby looks up and he says, me? Don't you mean Melvin do? And quick pan, standing right next to him, is the same stoner Melvin do from the first scene. A little callback joke. You know, they say the best comedy movies always come full circle. So, yeah, they may share a last same last name, but I don't think they're related. I probably could have shortened this down by just saying, no, they're not related. One's a human, one's a dog. But, you know, I wanted to give you the whole story. So, no, very common misconception. I thank you for the question, but... They are not related in any way. All right, guys, it is time to announce Facebook follower of the month. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, last month's prize, June. No, well, May's. So for those of you who don't know, May's prize was awarded to the one and the only Jeff Beck, proprietor did of not Eastside Max, it. who did not claim it because like, apparently he can't just come over to our house and hang out with us. Whatever. I guess he's too busy feeding running his child a, and running a comic book yeah. store. Loser. So <clears throat> this month, uh, this past month, June's winner is uh, the one our, and the only our very good friend, Courtney Jackson. Woo! Yeah, congratulations, Courtney. Courtney. You've been runner-up many, many, you have been many months, many, many times. So uh, way to way to push through. Um, you get a fabulous prize. You get of, a very fabulous prize of the bottom half of a petite mannequin. That's white. I'm sorry, Courtney. Uh, so yeah, that is yours to claim. Uh, you have to do one of two things to claim it. One. Show up to our house anywhere between the time of noon to five on a Thursday between when this episode comes out and the 30th. So that gives you two weeks, two days. Or you have to email us a picture of you with your ID so that we can confirm it's you and then we'll... We will drop it off at your house. So, or you can just give a birthday gift to me because I'm like your oldest friend, and you need me to say happy birthday. Like, what's what's up, fam? Well, like, like what's going on with that? Just saying. Also, Courtney, just hang out with us. So, yeah, um, hang out with us. All right, cool. 